Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan, and I am with Connor from Lore Party. Hello, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, thank you for coming back. So Connor is a part of a podcast called Lore Party. Connor came back, or came on the show previously. Uh, about a year ago, we talked about Days Gone, which was awesome. It was. That was a great time. Yeah, super cool. Oh, and I guess also we're here to talk about Grand Theft Auto V, so uh, that will be cool. Before we get into uh, that game, though, uh, I wanted to, uh, I guess, roll out the carpet for Connor to tell us about Lore Party or other things he's got going on. Uh, you should definitely check his stuff out, though. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I am a host and producer with the Lore Party Podcast Network. It's a uh, group of podcasts about video game storytelling uh lore backstories uh characters and universes from games that we love and there's a few spin-off podcasts that you might also be familiar with under the lore party umbrella we also have winds howling which is about the uh witcher franchise both the books and the netflix show and uh there's gom jabbar our big uh dune conglomerate <laughs> that covers uh some of the stories and lore from the dune novels by frank herbert and some of the extended universe stuff uh and you know if you're hyped about the uh new movie coming out it's now it's never been a better time to uh get on the gom jabbar train so yeah it's it's a lot of good stuff going on over at lore party i'm super happy to uh be a part of that and uh yeah i just throwing that out there i am also a voice actor you can find out more about that kind of stuff on my website, ConnorHowardVO.com, and uh, and uh, check me out on Twitter. I'm ConnorHowardVO. Sorry, check me out on Twitter at ConnorHowardVO, and uh, don't be a stranger. Let's be friends. <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, yeah. Thanks again to Dan for having me here. This is uh, it's uh, always it's always fun to uh, talk about the greatest stories ever played. <laughs> Definitely. Oh yeah. Um, and also, uh, I'll have links to all those things inside the show notes here. So if you uh want to check connor's stuff out definitely go do it and uh yeah check those links so yeah um so cool from here we will uh jump into grand theft auto 5 i've got a description here would you want to grab that connor sure of course happy to grand theft auto 5 tells the story of a young street hustler a retired bank robber and a terrifying psychopath who find themselves entangled with some of the most frightening and deranged elements of the criminal underworld, the U.S. government, and the entertainment industry, all coming together, and they, they end up having to pull off a series of dangerous heists to survive in a ruthless city in which they can trust nobody, least of all, each other. Awesome, thank you. And then... Background on the game, this is developed by Rockstar North, who's primarily known for the Grand Theft Auto series. They're kind of the main, uh, I guess, runner for Rockstar when it comes to the Grand Theft Auto series. But then they also did like support on like the Red Dead Redemption games and stuff like that. So that's sort of how uh, Rockstar is kind of divided up. So uh, GTA is their wheelhouse. Um, and, you know, by the time they've gotten to this one, they've made quite a few. Uh, so, yeah, that's some background. 
from here, we're actually going to do a new segment, uh, which is exciting. Uh, people were asking for a kind of non-spoiler up front. What do we think about the game before we dive into our spoilers, deeper recap, all of that stuff. So uh, introducing to you uh, all now, I guess, for the first time, is the non-spoiler section. So um, kind of things that... Yeah, <laughs> da-da-da, huge. We did it. And yes. so, yeah, stuff that... Uh, yeah, doesn't spoil the game, maybe notable stuff kind of going in. So one thing I have off top that I think is important probably for how you might, how people might view how I view this <laughs> game, which is this is the first Grand Theft Auto game I've ever played wow. in any real way. Wow. Um, I, I know in like high school or middle school, like I would go to like friends' houses and, you know, fuck around and try to get five stars <laughs> or whatever and have, you know, the army try to kill you. But I never, I never played the games and, um in any real way and and didn't know that it could have such a uh i don't know in-depth story and world and stuff like that you know because my only experience had been really fucking around so yeah. uh that was pretty cool to kind of uh learn that here yeah that's interesting that's uh I, it's so funny to have that parallel of like I, I have a pretty long history with gta but i think it started in kind of the same way you might have experienced it like I was a kid, you know, probably should not have been playing these games. <laughs> and it was when uh, the original Grand Theft Auto was on PlayStation 1, the original PlayStation. And, like, my older cousin had it. And I would be at their house, my aunt and uncle's house, and I would, like, you know, just turn on the cheat codes. And, yeah, like you said, Dan, try to just get five stars and screw around and just kill people. And just, yeah, not really take the game seriously, not experience the story at all. Um, but later on, I did actually spend quality time with these games. I think, like... Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 on PS2 I played a ton of and actually worked my way through a lot of the story same with uh, Vice City and San Andreas those were big ones like those were games I actually sat down and legitimately played on my PS2 which I was probably like uh, maybe 14 15 years old at the time so yeah Vice City and San Andreas were big for me um, I did I did also play GTA 4 on the PS3 it was a really strong game I, th I actually have a lot of great memories of that game so when GTA V came around, like I, I was pretty familiar with Grand Theft Auto, and I'd, you know, experienced the stories of like uh, Tommy Versetti in Vice City and uh, C.J. Johnson and San Andreas and Nico Bellic in GTA IV. So like, by the time I'm introduced to these new characters in GTA V, I'm like, I'm ready to get to know them and uh, really uh, live in their shoes, and I was excited. So it's funny, it's funny to have that kind of back and forth. Like, yeah, like I'm all about Grand Theft Auto, but like. It's it's cool to know someone came into GTA Five blind, you know, like this was their first Grand Theft Auto. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like that's going to make for something cool. Talking about this is I I would say he hearing that history, you're uh, very seasoned mm -hmm. at Grand Theft Auto, and so there are a lot of things that are familiar, probably things you catch that yeah. uh, someone like me certainly wouldn't, uh, or j just different sort of comparative things. I guess uh, I don't know if you could. Uh, make a judgment call on that right now, but how would GTA five stack up to your previous experiences? Like oh, man. is GTA five like top three? Is it one of your mm. favorites? Is it more in the middle based on what you've played? Like how, how would you kind of feel? That's a great question. Yeah, this might, I might have to get back into this a little later in like final thoughts, but just right now, like I, I honestly would probably have to say GTA five is actually not one of my favorites. Like it's not, not now that's not to say that I didn't like it. Obviously it's like, just if I had to rank these games, you know, like, I, I just think maybe simply because of nostalgia, I'd have to put Vice City and San Andreas kind of, like, tied for first 
and then maybe GTA 4 at second place. And then I think 5 is probably third. I would put 5 definitely above GTA 3 just because of, like, just how much the series has developed and evolved over time and, like, quality of life improvements and technology and all that. But I just have so many memories with Vice City and San Andreas uh, that GTA 5 is just hard. To, it's hard for it to stack up. And maybe I'd put it above 4. Maybe I'd put it in second place. But it's, it's definitely not my favorite. But I still... I love a lot of things about GTA 5. It's just hard. It's just because, like, you know, it's a nostalgia thing. But that's a great question. I'll have to think about that some more. No, yeah. No, that's cool. I, I That's good to kind of know where you're coming from. I feel like that nostalgia yeah. would be hard to beat, too, of, like, okay, if you're playing these when you're, you know, 15, 16, 17, you have more time, you've lived right. in the worlds even longer than, like, you know, you would have got yeah. to for this one or, you know, different stuff like that. So I, I feel like that's interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um to hear and I, I too i think all of those have really big cultural relevance so it's like you know uh no I, you know i'm aware of like cj mm. from san andreas or something even though i've never played the game i know who he is or you know things like that so uh that's cool one other thing i've got kind of as a general thought for this game is i feel like this game when it's good it's really really good like some of the best parts of this game are um could even be among some of the best parts sure. of games i've played you know like some of the stuff is very, very fun. Um, but there's some other times where it could feel like a chore, where it would be like padding. Like there's, um, this isn't a real spoiler, so I'll say it, but there's like a heist that at one point in the game where you have to like go and buy clothes for it, go buy a yeah. mask for it, like, you know, things like that. And you're like, what the fuck? Just give me that stuff. Like it felt yeah. like fetch it, quest. <laughs> it felt, it felt. Yeah, fetch fetch quest, but in like the least <laughs> fun way. Like it was like, man, if you if you like trim the game down a little more, I think that for someone like me, that would maybe have hit more. Um, I will say on the opposite side is it does seem like a lot of people uh, can spend hours and hours and hours and hours uh, in GTA more than I would, and I'm sure that extra time wouldn't bother them. But for me, I was like, come on, why do I have to do these parts of this? Like, right. let me do the fun stuff. Uh, so. I felt like some of that felt like a chore at points to me of having to do the fetch quest. I, yeah, sorts. I think that's a good point. I would actually agree on some level in the sense that my general takeaway with just time spent with uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is that I really, I really feel you on the when it's good, it's good thing because there are so many high moments, like high points, so many highlights and uh, set pieces in this game that mm -hmm. uh, just really leave you with amazing memories. And, but th then there's also, yeah, there's the just the busy work. And there is that sense of, I remember, like, I'll, I'll be honest, it was, it's been a long time since I played this game. This was, I came, I played it when it first came out on PS3. And so, like, uh, it, it was a while ago. But I do remember feeling like, okay, am I done with this yet? Like, have I, <laughs> have I beaten it yet? Like, how many more shootouts can I do before it? Yeah, I was like, there is that it kind of started to grind on me a little bit started to get a little bit boring but like then some like cool new set piece heist or whatever would take place I'm like okay this is pretty awesome so yeah there's a bit of a roller coaster effect but also a little bit of the uh busy work effect so I'm, I kind of, I'm I'm with you on that but um I think generally like my favorite thing about this game as a non-spoiler is just like it does such a good job of creating that vibe of living in a busy chaotic city where you feel like it's alive, you know, it's, there's, the atmosphere is amazing, and I'll, I'll come back to that later, but, um, yeah, it does give you that, when it's the high points and the low points, it, you get a bit of both, 
with this. Yeah. No, I think you are right. It does really feel alive. It doesn't, like, the NPCs don't totally feel like just totally generic people, like, all the time or something like that, or, like, what's what's going on you know like i um you know one time i was just driving like not doing anything bad and then i saw the cops pull over some dudes in a shootout stop so i was like all right i'll get in on this so i shot the cops too Um, (laughs) which you know it was cool the crime was going on around me like i wasn't a part of it but i was like sure i'll do this like yeah i i remember thinking back to you know the years ago i first played i was like walking around town and i just go into this this alleyway and some guys come up and mug me and i could just whip my gun out and blow him away i was like okay that was a cool moment like i'm just glad i could just walk into that that was kind of fun it was like a ambient thing that happened that was cool yeah yeah i think that's something that is really cool about this game yeah. that's a that's a really good point is the city's really alive the um yeah the environment all of that that is cool my last non-spoiler thought is uh i think a big thing in this game are the radio stations so i mean there's probably like I don't know, 10 with music and then other ones with talk radio and stuff like that. Um, and they have different like famous people be like the DJ host and stuff like uh-huh. that. So, I mean, it goes like, I, I would say reasonably in depth, which is pretty cool. Um, so for me, my favorite radio station that was on there was the West Coast Classics. So this was things like Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, NWA, that nice. sort of stuff. So yeah. I liked listening to that. That was music I really liked listening to in high school. So it was fun to jump on this <laughs> and be like, oh, cool. Uh, you know, yeah, throwing back uh, some music that I hadn't listened to in a while. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, no, the, the radio in all Grand Theft Auto games has always been a huge element that is so memorable. And, like, it comes back to that creating the vibe and the atmosphere of the city that I think the radio does a lot of the work for that. Like, um, in GTA 4, I would literally just sit in the car in this game and, like, just listen to some of those uh, Liberty City radio stations. It, GTA 5's radio stations didn't stick out to me as much but they were still really quality if you like went out of your way to listen to them and spend some time with them uh of course west coast classics that's great that's you know 90s hip-hop that's old school hip-hop i love that stuff but uh yeah i think the 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 stations i liked the most in five were uh vinewood boulevard radio that's kind of like modern rock bit of the uh hippie stuff like or hipster stuff like uh you know the ocs and the black angels i love that stuff so yeah, that's what I spent most of my time with the dial on. But uh, Los Santos Rock Radio, it's a good one, too. Just uh, kind of classic rock, you know, like uh, a bit of the like Tom Petty and just uh, West Coast uh, oldies like Bob Seger, you know, Phil Collins, just got, uh, Queen, you know, the, the good shit. <laughs> so, no, yeah, yeah, there's so much good stuff on the radio in these games. Gotta love it. No, yeah, there, there really is. I, um, you know, because like, I thought that was something that was kind of fun is each character like that you really played as, you know, they had certain radio they would listen to, but then, you know, all the people you carjack are like listening to whatever they <laughs> yeah. listen to. I love that. Um, yeah. Like, Oh, this guy was listening to the pop station. That's cool. <laughs> I just stole his car. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty fun. And so probably like the first, I don't know, maybe half or even three quarters of the game. I just listened to whatever the person had on was on. And then near the end, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go all West coast radio. I feel like I've heard a lot of the radio now. But um, I thought that was cool. Is um, I guess also related to radio. Something that is pretty fun in this is they've got a lot of like good parody ads um, of of different things. Like, uh, gosh, what was it? Uh, you know, like 
uh, it's not this, but like paranoid news or like, uh-huh. you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like they have, they have a lot of good parodies of things. Uh, their commercials are funny. Like they they do like like you said they do a lot with their radio. Like um, and yeah, it really really works. Yeah, it's it's an amazing dimension to the atmosphere of the game. Like radio is huge. I love that. Mm. Awesome, cool. Um, well, I would say that kind of covers some of our non-spoiler thoughts getting into this game. Uh, so from here, we are uh, kind of going to go full spoilers from here on. So if you haven't played the game and you aren't sure, I'd maybe go play it or maybe listen until you're like, okay, I think I want to play or whatever. So um, before we can really talk about the story, I think it's important to do uh, just a quick rundown of some of your characters. As we've mentioned, GTA's got a, GTA 5 has a huge world. There are a lot of people in it. Um, a lot of them are like NPCs who you don't know, but then there are other named characters. Then there's sort of your more important named characters. So we'll run through some of those highlights. So our first uh, playable character is Michael Townley, who is going by Michael DeSanta when we meet him. He's a former professional bank robber uh, who's retired, quote unquote. Um, so he's just kind of living in a mansion, like kind of trying to stay out of the way and that's more or less his gig when we meet him. Then we've got Trevor Phillips. He's a longtime best friend of Michael, also a professional bank robber, and he's super unhinged. Um, you know, very violent, angry, uh, maybe the most crass character I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's something else. Yeah. He's um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we've got Franklin. He's uh, a young black guy who's it seems like kind of getting into the street life. Like he isn't um, like a head of a gang or something like that, but he's kind of getting his feet wet in that world. And then we've got Amanda, Jimmy and Tracy. Uh, Amanda's Michael's wife. And then Jimmy and Tracy are his kids who are both um, early twenties. Yeah. Either late teens. Yeah. Early twenties. Kind of in that. And then uh, we've got Lamar. That's uh, Franklin's like close friend who's from his neighborhood and uh, they get in hijinks together. And then we've got Lester. He's a longtime associate of Trevor and Michael. And he's uh, kind of the game planner for your heist. He's, he's kind of the guy who, I don't know, makes things happen behind the scenes. And, um, yeah, he's like the, the Danny Ocean, you know, planner of, like, the strategist of how you uh, break into places, steal stuff, and get out clean. He's, he's like the brains of the outfit. He's an interesting guy. Yep, yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely an interesting side character. You've got Dave Norton. He's an FBI agent who's uh, older. And then you've got Steve Haynes. Uh, he's an FBI agent who's Dave's boss. And then you've got Devin Weston, who's a billionaire, who you interact with a bit mm-hmm. through the game as well. So those, I would say, would cover your most main characters. There are other characters we might name along the way, but I would say that those are your main who's who um, for the game thought this would also be a good time to talk about our favorite character so who's your favorite character in this game? Uh, i gotta go with michael he's just i don't know he's just, there's something about him i gravitate towards i love his uh just kind of grumpy over it attitude like everything just kind of everything just kind of exhausts <laughs> him and he uh he's this guy who's trying to like go clean you know live a straight life and uh put mm. you know a violent shady past behind him but he's he has these tendencies that he can't shake and like i think the first time we or one of the first times we see him one of the early scenes is he's in therapy he's like sitting there on the couch like talking to a psychiatrist and like just trying to 
you know, to sort out daily life. Like, this is a guy who knocked over armored cars and, you know, like, made the scores, you know. He was a he was a trigger man. He was, like, a career criminal for a long time, and here he is trying to figure out how to have a <laughs> balanced, well-adjusted just home life and marriage and things like that, and it's crazy. So I, I just love, like, going through what he goes through with him, and uh, I don't know. There's just something about his attitude and voice and... The, his uh, mocap and voice actor uh, Ned Luke, I just really like what he brought to the the character. Just like, yeah, he just has that exhaustion and sort of. Uh, there's a wisdom to him though too. He's like, he's a bit of a wise man character, and like the way he sort of mentors Franklin too. I really like that dynamic. I don't know, just he just really sticks out to me. No, yeah, he he is really interesting because he's um even from the moment you meet him, he definitely feels like he's like the boss kind of guy. Yeah. Like he's, he's the kind of guy who can like run shit. He's good at doing big picture things, like all of that. And I think you do, like you said, you do meet him in a pretty interesting spot. Cause it's like, you used to have this wild life. Uh-huh. Um, and, and now you kind of have to chill out and, but you have a lot of money. So, but you don't have anything you do. So he's just like, bored yeah yeah he's yeah disaffected bored but like he has to stay out of trouble though because of how he's he's basically under witness protection so like he has to just maintain a low profile but he doesn't know how he doesn't know how to do that it's funny right <laughs> and like it, yeah it's, it's hard not to think of like uh kind of like the tony soprano character you know of like he's he's a fucking mob boss and he has to go to therapy and like like figure out how to you know maintain a family life and none of it really makes sense to him it's yeah i I love that dynamic it's it's fun to watch yeah no definitely i i thought he was a really good character what about you though who's your favorite for me i would go with trevor and not because he's a good person he's far from it um but instead i think just because he's like chaos embodied um you know like i felt like every time i played him or when i you know when you jump characters to him i'd be like all right what the fuck's gonna happen next like um (laughs) (laughs) and so i felt like he really cape kept everything pretty interesting of like okay what's gonna happen with him what's he gonna do now uh which was pretty fun um and i like that a lot about him i I think that michael or franklin are definitely better people uh and if i were required to be friends with one of them i would certainly choose them over trevor but i think trevor just kept (laughs) like the all right what's he gonna do or what like absurd thing will he say that i i would never think of like all of that so such a loose cannon and yeah, always keeps always keeps you on your toes for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I found myself just being like laughing with surprise with so many things that he did or said. So, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Trevor's uh, actor, the mocap and voice guy. His name is uh, Stephen Ogg, uh, just O G G, and uh, he is a riot just in everything he's in. He he was on um, The Walking Dead. He was on Westworld. He he actually had a scene in uh, Better Call Saul that was really cool. Um, he's, he's such an amazing actor. He's so funny. And there's, there's this moment from like a comic con or something where the, the guys from GTA five are on a panel and someone like has his phone up and he's like, hi, Steven, do you mind uh, just uh, telling me to fuck off? Like to my camera, please. <laughs> like as Trevor, <laughs> like, Steven literally like, jumps up from the table, runs down the aisle at this kid and just like gets in his face and screams into his camera phone. Go fuck yourself. Or like it's, he's so fucking funny. He's so awesome. That's amazing. Uh, and he, he's basically Trevor in real life. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't, he just be, uh, he just basically acted as himself <laughs> for the role of Trevor. <laughs> it was great. 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I um I saw him in Walking Dead. Like when I watched him when he was on that and I thought mm-hmm. he was great on that show. Um and I remember listening to a podcast that was like, Oh, his character is Trevor from GTA, but I hadn't played GTA yet. And so I was like, uh-huh. Cool. And so I was kind of like wondering for it and uh it was great. Now now I wanna actually like watch those scenes of him in shows now because yeah. I liked him in Walking Dead or Better Call Saul or Westworld. Like, I thought they were all cool parts, and I was like, ooh, Stephen Ogg. Um, so it's fun to now have experienced Trevor. I would love to go back mm-hmm. to, like, see that again. Because, you know, spending time with Trevor in GTA is far more time than he was on any yeah. of those shows. You know, getting yeah. to spend 30 or 40 hours with him or whatever. So right. um, <laughs> super awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I guess also we didn't I didn't say this off top, but you play as Michael, Trevor, and Franklin. And so through that's, the game yes. you do kind of bounce between them. Some of them have missions that are like them focused. Other times uh you can choose who you wanna be. Um and you know, they each have their main missions, but then they can have side stories or you know, if you just want to drive around and fight people or something, like you can just do that as whichever one you want, kind of thing. Yeah, so that was a that was a really cool new thing they did with GTA five. Cause yeah, every previous title, there was just one protagonist you'd play as the whole time. And Oh, really? introduced, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Vice city, you're always Tommy Rossetti and San Andreas. You're always CJ uh, GTA four. You're always Nico. So like the idea of moving back and forth between three protagonists was a pretty big innovation, which I think paid off really well. Like it was a cool, it was a cool idea. It was a cool quirk. That's uh, okay. I uh, yeah, I didn't know that. That is cool. And uh, based on uh, only playing this, I would have thought they always did it. Like it felt oh, really yeah. natural. So yeah. they they definitely nailed that. Yeah, um, I agree. That's cool. We've got a little bit of thoughts from people on Twitter about their favorite characters. Uh, Germund on Twitter said uh, Michael was their favorite character. So uh, same spot as you. Mm-hmm. Nikki on Twitter. Shout out to Nikki by the way. What's up, Nikki? Nice to hear from you. Uh, says franklin is a cool dude and definitely one i'd call a fave but i do have a weird soft spot for trevor he's the worst and that's kind of brilliant do have a protagonist be that way 100 percent agree uh, that's what we mm-hmm. love that's what we love about trevor he's he's a lot <laughs> but he's fun Mm-hmm. and then uh chris on twitter said love the karen daniels cameo which i th- i was doing a little reading online and i think she's a fbi agent from oh. one of the previous gta games Oh, okay. Um, actually, don't. That actually, doesn't ring a bell to me. Okay, I I think I saw a thing that said she was in maybe like GTA Four or something like maybe. that. But she was only in like one mission for this, so she wasn't around very long. But I think gotcha. there's maybe a spot where there's like an interrogation or oh, you know what? what, something like that where you like see her. Karen Daniels. Actually, let me Google that. I think I might know who she was. Uh, okay. Karen Daniels. She's. Who I'm thinking of. I guess also, I don't remember if this is the character's name or the actor's. I'm not sure. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, okay. I'm getting it now. Okay. I get it. All right. I am caught up. My brain is working. Uh, Karen Daniels <laughs> is... Uh, that's actually a really cool cameo I never caught up on. I never uh, noticed that. But in Grand Theft Auto 4, when you play as Nico Bellic, who is, just for context, he's an Eastern European immigrant who just comes to America to, like... You know, for a lot of reasons, but mostly he's just trying to figure out how to make a life for himself. He meets this girl, mm. and she says her name is Michelle, and Nico goes on a date with her. And uh, they, they go out a few times, and then it turns out that Michelle's name is actually Karen Daniels, and she's like an FBI agent. And she was uh, uh. using Nico to like get closer to 
you know, whoever. And so, yeah, then she, sh- I guess she shows up again in Grand Theft Auto Five, and she's like a higher ranking uh, government agent now. So that's crazy. I never put that together. But uh, uh, that's yeah, cool. it is a cool call. That's out, awesome. Sure. That's great. And it, it, I bet that's something that could be cool about these universes too, of that you could probably hop yeah. those. Like if we, um, if a GTA Six ever happens, like uh, they could probably throw someone from this game into that go. one yeah. if they wanted, cool. uh, which is cool. Yeah, cool options. Um, but great. Okay, so those are our characters. So from here, we will jump into kind of a recap of the game. Uh, since this is an open world game, of course. Uh, you may play things in pretty different orders than we did. You might do shit that we didn't do, you know, all, all of that stuff. Because really, there's far more in this game than what we'll talk about. We, I think what we've got are largely kind of your main story beats. Yeah. But, you know, there are a lot of side quests. There are uh, a lot of orders you can do things in, too. Like, there are certain points where the game won't let you progress farther. But you can go pretty far just doing, you know whatever you want for a while so um yeah i got i guess that to say yeah your experience may be different or maybe in somewhat different order than what we talk about but yeah i guess with that we will begin so the game begins and you've got michael trevor and brad in the middle of a botched bank robbery um which was a great way to start this game i you know i was immediately in is we're in the middle of a robbery and during it, a security guard uh, like manages to get one of the dudes held up, and then one of them shoots him. I think Trevor kills the guy who the security guard who maybe had Michael. Sounds like something. something. Trevor um, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. sounds like Trevor for sure. Um, and so they, you know, break out. They thought they were gonna have like a clean uh, bank robbery. Instead, shit's going down. Uh, they run out, and there are a bunch of cops to meet them there. They shoot their way through cops. They make it to their getaway car. In their getaway car, the driver gets killed, and they, like, toss his body out while they keep going. Like, it, uh, it's a shit show. Their robbery has not gone how they want at all. Um, and during their kind of escape, too, the car gets messed up. Um, I think that it skids off the road, and it doesn't hit a train, right? I don't think so. It? Yeah, it yeah, like the, okay. the tires get shot out or something. Like, for, actually, I remember like it, the weather was really bad too. I think it was like snowing really heavily in that scenario as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for for one reason or another, uh, for one reason or another, they have to abandon the car and escape on foot. But that also goes very badly. I mean, Brad gets shot. Michael gets shot. They're they're penned in by the cops. You know, there seems to be like no way out. Uh, the shit is going sideways. And the only one who manages to escape from that situation is Trevor. So the the curtains mm-hmm. kind of close on, you know, Brad and Michael. They might be dead or at least arrested. Like, things are bad, and Trevor's the only one who gets away. Uh, and, yeah. Yep. That's when we get the flash forward. Uh, yeah. 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 Hell of yeah. an opening. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, did... <laughs> I, you know, I was like, okay, are any of these yeah. people going to, like, be around after this like i i had no idea what i was getting into it was awesome um and you pick up present day with franklin um and franklin and lamar work for a guy named simeon uh who is basically like a shady car dealer um and what they do is they repo cars that are uh late on payments and uh as time goes you find out late is uh subjective and maybe means (laughs) 
not at all. And he just repos his cars that he sold right. before and says they were late. So that's kind of one of their jobs. Another thing they do is they try to kidnap a member of a rival gang called the Balas. And uh, in that as well, uh, they try to do a drug deal uh, with their friend Stretch uh, with the Balas that also goes badly and have some gun battles and such. Uh, Stretch is a guy who was from their neighborhood, who's a little older than them, and was in jail recently, but or was in jail, but has gotten out recently. And so he's kind of come back to the block, and they're like, oh, you guys are, you know, the little dudes, and I'm in charge. And they're <laughs> like, no, we grew up while you were gone, uh, but sure, I guess we'll right. work with you kind of thing. Um, so that's sort of uh, kind of the vibe yeah. you get with meeting Franklin. Yeah, Frank- you get the impression Franklin is... Um you know, not a little dissatisfied with street life. I mean, I could be remembering a different way, but like, I got the impression that like, yeah, Franklin grew up in this environment and he's still tied to it in some ways, especially through Lamar. But I think he, there's the, that impression that he wants more. Like he wants to, he wants to go legit. He wants to like, you know, do better things with his life, do bigger things with his life. Um, and he kind of gets that chance, or at least he takes a step in that direction when he, goes in to uh, repossess a car that happens to belong to Michael. So, yeah, he breaks into this really nice little <laughs> house, uh, and he's basically stealing this car from Michael's garage, not knowing that it belongs to Michael. And uh, it's really funny. He, like, drives it out of the garage, and Michael turns out to be in the back seat and just, like, <laughs> sits up and, you know, like, I, th- I can't, I don't know, you might have to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but doesn't he like put a gun to the back of Franklin's head while he's in the driver's seat, like turn us around and take me back to my house or something like that. Like he just basically catches Franklin stealing this car. And so they, they, um, you know, th- th- that's how they meet. And you don't have to fill in the gaps for me, but that's, that's sort of how they first meet. And you know, some stuff, he, Franklin takes the car back to the dealership and, uh, you know, it turns out that, Michael's son Jimmy owed money on it or something or didn't didn't actually pay for it or whatever um something like that yeah no yeah you're right is uh-huh. uh Michael like waited in the car he figured out what was up and holds up Franklin and is like Franklin's like uh my boss said you were behind on the payments and Michael's like all right, <laughs> right let's right, see right. that fucking boss like you know he's <laughs> so he's not having it and so he makes Franklin t- Franklin take him there and then uh he drives jimmy's oh, car right. through the dealership awesome. like through the glass walls um <laughs> and and uh uh simeon like tries to yell at michael and michael's <laughs> like i'm gonna beat the shit out of you and keep coming back uh-huh. and doing this if you don't like fuck off basically and <laughs> simeon's like uh okay i won't call the cops so um <laughs> and for franklin right as um yeah for franklin he's like all right who's this dude like you know I wanted to get on to better things, and, uh, I mean, this dude is crazy. Uh, you know, if he'd do this stuff, maybe he's got something. And Michael kind of tells Franklin, like, hey, if you ever need a job and want to, like, upgrade and do real stuff, let me know. I, I, I could probably figure something out for you. And so shortly thereafter this, Franklin comes over to see Michael, and it's like, all right, you know, uh, I can't work at my dealership job that I got fired from because, you know. <laughs> yeah the car went through the the glass so i don't have that job and you know doing small level street shit uh has not been successful it seems like it basically causes problems but you don't really get that much money from it so i think he's like okay maybe this is a new door 
And so he goes to meet Michael. And while Michael and him are having a beer, Jimmy calls and says, Hey, Dad, I tried to sell your boat, but then these guys just carjacked me and stole the boat, and I'm stuck in the boat. Come help. And so Michael, understandably, is pissed. He's like, Franklin, mm. I've got to jump right now. Let's go yeah, get my Jimmy's son. Jimmy's nothing but trouble. Like you quickly learn that <laughs> Jimmy's a piece of shit, and uh, yeah, he's always getting in trouble. And yeah, like Michael and Franklin have to uh, just go after them and get this boat back. They they manage to rescue Jimmy from his kidnappers, but they lose the boat, which is a shame because it was a beautiful boat, like a nice nice big yacht and all that. They later, mm-hmm. you know, Michael and Franklin continue to hang out, and they later find out that Amanda, Michael's wife. You know, if you met her for a second, you're not going to be surprised by this. She's she's banging her tennis coach behind Michael's back. She's cheating on him. And, you know, they find him there and they they chase him to his house on the hills. You know, Vinewood Hills. They can't call them Hollywood Hills, but that's what it is. And they uh, they're like, you know what? This guy's a douchebag. We're going to fuck with his house. And they decide to just pull his house off of the hill like they break. They break the stilts that are holding the house up. (laughs) <laughs> and it's so funny and satisfying. This douchebag tennis coach is like, "No, not my house." And uh, mm-hmm. you know, everything's having everything's you know, it's it's a good time for a minute, and then uh, the good times end when they find out that uh, that house was actually owned by a big time drug dealer named Martin Madrazo. And so now Michael finds himself uh, seriously in debt to uh, a scary drug lord. Not a good situation to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah, not at all. I, I, I you're right <laughs> on too. Is it went from re- being really fun, right? You're like, hell yeah, we pulled this dude's yeah. house down, like uh, feeling kind of on top of the world. You're like, all right, no one can do shit. And then you get back to Michael's house, uh-huh. and a bunch of dudes show up, and a dude hits you with a bat, and Martin Madraza is like, so that house Gosh. will probably cost you know ten million dollars or whatever to replace. Uh, so <laughs> you're gonna have that to me I in a month, right? <laughs> and Michael's like. Yeah. What he should have said. Uh, I guess, have yeah, said, with, with I guess so. I'm sorry. I, did, just I didn't know. And it was really funny. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that argument <laughs> didn't fly. So, yeah, he finds himself, yeah, I, he needs to put together a lot of money and not a lot of time. Yeah. So <laughs> Michael's like, all right, fuck. Back in all the right. game. I was out of the game, yeah. but um, I got myself into some shit. So now he's back. And so he gets in contact with Lester Crest, who uh, we talked about earlier. That was Michael's uh, member of Michael's old group of uh, bank robbers. Lester was the guy who planned the heist, um, was really good at kind of knowing when security would come, how much time they'd have, uh, exit routes, all that stuff. Super smart. And so he goes and hits Lester up and is like, hey, um, I need to make some cash. And I imagine you're the guy who could help me find the way to get it. And... Lester uh, had, this is where I think this officially gets revealed, Lester had thought Michael was dead, but um, had been a little suspicious because he'd seen some things. So what we find is that Michael had, uh, after that uh, bank robbery at the beginning of the game, Michael had kind of faked his death and essentially given his portion of the loot, or some of it, to one of the FBI agents and then went under like a, he's in like fake witness protection Uh because one FBI agent who gets paid by Michael (laughs) knows Michael's alive. And so it's like, you know, sort of a shady thing like that. Um, But Michael. It's off the books with witness security. It's like not an official uh, arrangement. It's like kind of under the table. Shady deal. It's, it's like 
functionally the same as witness security, but it's right. Not. Yeah, Michael Michael should be in jail, but because he had this money, he's been able to work something out. Uh, so him and Lester are planning. But Lester agrees to help after uh, Michael will do one thing for him, which is to plant a bomb on uh, this new device, new device for a company called Life Invader, which um, I think is essentially their Facebook, which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, and in it, basically, is Michael like sneaks into their office. He puts like a a bomb inside of a phone during a demo of the new like device for Life Invader. Michael sets it off, and it kills the dude on camera uh which which was pretty funny even though it was right. fucked up but uh it was good um and part of why yeah. lester wanted to do this is he didn't like that guy but also lester like games the stock market you find out that this is kind of a thing he'll do is you know he'll put a bunch of money into a result from that so like he'll put a bunch of money into something that would be anti-life invader so when this happens lester's money goes up kind of thing so that's yeah, he can, like, short stock, you know, like, bet on it to go down, and then, like, yeah, he, he, he can short the Life Invader stock and then make money when uh, the guy's head gets blown <laughs> off on TV. Right. <laughs> that's that's how he makes his money, I guess. That's Lester's a genius, man. He, he knows what he's doing. He's Yeah, he's, he's super smart. He really knows his shit. And so Michael and Lester, though, from here, discovered that a jewelry store would be a good heist, you know. They don't have a lot of security, all of that stuff. This would be a good way to get kind of maximum cash without a lot of risk. Um, since, you know, Michael needs money, but he doesn't, um, I don't know, have to go do, like, the biggest job ever. He just needs to get something right. to be able to get this house kind of going for. Just needs a pay. Yep. Uh, so this leads us to our first heist. So through this game, you have uh, a variety of heists. I would say they're one of the cooler parts of the game for sure. Um, and something that's cool about them is Lester will give you kind of storyboards as to how to do them and so he'll like roll out okay here's the heist we could go this way or that way and he'll give you two options that are pretty different from one another um and then accompanying them you'll have sort of side tasks you might need to do to accomplish them so like this one you'll need this kind of vehicle or this one you might need this kind of gun or you know whatever um, and yeah. then included in that, you'll have various members of your crew who will be a part of your team who are like, this one, you need a gunman. This one, you need two drivers. This one, you need a hacker, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you put together a crew to match your plan to go with your heist. And your members of your crew basically vary in skill and how much money they would get. So like if you want to go cheap where they get like, you know, 5% of the cut, they're probably not that good of a gunman, but it's less money versus right. you might have another guy who's 12% of the cut, but they're actually a good gunman. So that's sort of your, yeah. um, how heists are set up. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool system. It's like, you know, you have to make that kind of a judgment call of like, do I want to, you know, l have a smaller cut when all this is over, you know, get less money out of it, but a better chance of it going smoothly. It's kind of like, do you, higher for quality and like where can you skimp and where can you it's it's fun it's a nice system it, yeah it is it's really cool i really like when those get presented and and i think lester does such a good job of like doing it like he's like yeah. all right this like that it, it's it's very cool um yeah so okay so that i guess leads us to our big question of <laughs> how do we approach the jewelry store heist he gives us two options how did you go about this when you played i i think i yeah, the first time I definitely did the smart approach. I, I just thought, like, 
I'm a sucker for like those, uh, you know, like Ocean's Eleven, you know, uh, Logan Lucky, like heist movies where like no one dies, no one gets shot. It's just like, you know, you just finesse your way to a lot of money and just like swindle people. And like, it's, it's cool. I, I like that approach. It's, it, it sounds classy. And uh, I don't know, just the idea of like, hey, we'll just, well, I think the smart approach in the jewelry store heist would ha- involved uh, dropping gas grenades into the vent system to like just mm-hmm. knock everyone unconscious inside the store so you can just go in and clear out the shelves and the cases and I was like that sounds awesome like so yeah I, I'm pretty sure I did the uh, smart approach that first time yeah that's awesome same here I, I think I feel the same way of like it feels a little classier also like <laughs> um, staying low profile like right. I, I, I don't really want to kill randos if I can help it like um, I'm all for killing bad people all that sort of stuff but oh, yeah. I was like jewelry store like I don't want to like shoot a teller or you know whatever like I don't want to have to do that if I can help it yeah and I, I think even just from a, like a role-playing perspective like if you're playing as Michael you're kind of in Michael's shoes you know I feel like that's what he would do like he would want to approach it intelligently like he's like we said he's kind of trying to live a double life now he's he's faked his death he he doesn't want to bring heat on himself so he would go about it the most subtle quiet most low impact way possible probably so i think that that influenced my decision as well back then yeah that that's a good point this definitely feels like the way michael would probably do it because especially like his first crime back in the game like you know it's not like he's gonna want people to know like hey you know the bank robbers back in town this like, was me like, michael townley i did this to you i'm shooting you in the face <laughs> right yeah exactly exactly that doesn't feel very much uh how i think he would do it either yeah. nikki on twitter wrote in and she said pretty sure the first playthrough i did silent approach with the gas so like us she said currently on my current one though i did the loud approach and that was definitely fun too so mm-hmm. Smart one, as we mentioned, uh, basically you steal an exterminator van, you steal um, some gas grenades, so you kind of drop those in, everyone passes out, you run, smash and grab, and then um, run off from there, and run to some motorcycles, and then kind of go through uh, some tunnels, and, I don't know, evade people that way, basically, is your aim. The loud approach is you go and you rob the police, to steal a bunch of carbine rifles so um Uh, that's pretty crazy and so you know you just run in with tons of firepower that the security guard that anyone there is like all right we're not gonna fuck with you (laughs) i will get on the ground right now (laughs) you were just outgunned kind of thing so that's sort of your other option so the heist involves so you've got michael uh franklin joins you this is his first time uh working with you uh you have a driver a gunman and a hacker and uh, in mine, I chose the cheapest gunman because um, I was like, okay, I should probably save somewhere. And so I thought, well, I don't want to pay a gunman that much because I hope no one's right. shooting. Like, I'm going the quiet approach. Um, but uh, during this one, that person ends up crashing their motorcycle and dying <laughs> uh, during the escape. Yeah. Uh, but as Franklin, you can scoop up his haul, um, which I did. So that was good. Um, we didn't lose any haul, but we did lose a guy. I'm pretty sure the exact same thing happened in my playthrough i think uh yeah i i paid like the cheapest gunman and uh he crashed his bike i i i don't know maybe it was just different in my playthrough but i think he just got arrested but like he he he, he didn't crash and drop his bag of jewelry though but yeah it's it's cool like as franklin you can sort of 
fix the you can you can make the clutch save and fix the problem and save the loot. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's exactly the same thing that happened in that game. Okay, awesome. That's funny. We thought we could skimp on the same spot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I like that too because it brought okay shit things yeah. can go down with your crew. Yeah. I'm really glad that they had that as an option in there because after that I was like okay maybe I shouldn't go budget for my right. crew. So things like, can go wrong on these jobs. You can't plan out everything perfectly. Yeah, which I thought was great. And and I guess also before that, uh, something you see with Michael is that he's like such a professional when it's time to do this. He's like, okay, no names anymore. We just do right. letters. So he calls Franklin uh-huh. F and and really has like this shit down to a science. Like when, when, you, when you do this first robbery, you're like, okay, Michael knows what the yeah. fuck he's doing. Like he's like so efficient. He has it down. Um, but one thing he does, unfortunately, he can't give up his old yeah. ways which is uh, when he is leaving, there's like a security guard who walks out and tries to stop him. And Michael says, hey, you forget a thousand things every day. Make this uh, one of them. Catchphrase. Yeah. Catchphrase. And later the news is interviewing this police officer. And he says, this dude, he said some creepy ass shit to me. He <laughs> said, um, you know, and it stuck with me because yeah. I was spooked. Yeah, he repeats the, <laughs> he repeats the thing back to and, that that news report just happened to be playing on a TV in front of Trevor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Who also recognizes, recognizes uh, it as would, uh, everyone who knows Michael. So Michael definitely fucked up as he, uh, played his cards as to who he was. Cause, um, it, uh, cause, uh, yeah, I think, I think back during the be- the beginning, uh, scene, the robbery that, kicks off the game like i think during that uh situation michael says like the exact same thing to a to a security guard in front of trevor so trevor mm-hmm. recognizes this thing that michael says and so he's like he's at home in his trailer i'm pretty sure he's just banging some chick in his kitchen and like he uh sees the tv on and he hears the cops say, yeah he told me uh, make sure this is one of them make sure you forget like just repeats the phrase and trevor's like motherfucker Michael's alive and like you know he just sort of like gets this idea in his head like Michael's not dead after all and so he's uh he kind of goes on this mission of or that sort of kicks kicks off a series of events where Trevor tracks down Michael once again and you know we'll, we'll get to that in a minute but uh that's a that that does introduce us in the game to Trevor that's yeah we join him in the yeah in the you get back events. to Trevor from this which um I feel like uh, for Michael though it would be hard to give up that catchphrase. That's cool as hell. Um, <laughs> it's I yeah I couldn't stop myself from saying. It oh yeah, if that was my catchphrase, I would be like, I'm saying this all the time. Um, but when he said it, I was like, that's cool as fuck. And then it got repeated on the news, and I was like, okay, it's not as cool. Um, <laughs> but yes, Trevor hears this and is pissed because Trevor had thought mm. Michael was dead. Um, and so the way Trevor processes his emotions is he goes and kills a motorcycle motorcycle club he's been beefing with. Um, so uh, just wipes out an entire MC. Yeah, why not? <laughs> the whole motorcycle gang's gone. That's that's the kind of guy Trevor is. He can just delete an entire gang from existence if he feels like it. That's uh, who he oh is. yeah, it's like he's mad about Michael and he's like, all right, I'm gonna settle this beef. Fuck these guys. He just kills the MC. <laughs> he's like, okay, well. Um, <laughs> I wrote 
down. Trevor does some desert shit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just does Trevor. Yeah, That's funny. Yes, that, that is summarizes Trevor. Trevor has been living in the desert since its bank robbery, and basically has kind of engaged in low-level crime. But um, I think being angered by Michael basically gives him the impetus of, okay, I'm going to take over the desert, you know. Yeah, he, he he sort of like has this weird existence where he just does petty crimes where he can scrapes together some money where he can, but he has these delusions of grandeur where he's like, I'm president and CEO of Phillips Industries or something. Like he has this like weird way he refers to his uh low level smuggling and like whatever else stuff he does. Uh and yeah, he decides to just wipe out all of his rivals in like the span of two days. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the the uh, county outside of Los Santos just becomes his uh, stomping grounds overnight, basically. Yeah, yep. Takes over uh, the meth dealing, takes over the uh, gun dealing, mm-hmm. um, and he tries to pitch a guy named uh, Tao Chang on using him as a supplier. He's like, you know, I've made a lot of headway. Your old suppliers are gone because I killed them. Um, you should use <laughs> me. And during this, another kind of rival gang called the Aztecs attack, and Trevor fights off all of them. Uh, he then finds out that uh, Chang decides to go with the O'Neill brothers, who are uh, another kind of faction that's out in the desert. Uh, and Trevor goes and kills them, too. So um, <laughs> really, this sets your kind of theme of what Trevor is, is he's angry and just kills his problems. Um, and he's, yeah, he, he's yeah. good at it. It does work for him, even though it's kind of it's not good. Um, but yeah. Um, after Trevor does this, uh, finally Wade, who's uh, one of his kind of new crew, essentially. So since Trevor's been living in the desert, he's developed a, a desert crew of sorts who are kind of like his replacement crew um, they said to deal with. So there's a guy named Wade. There's another guy named Ron. Um, I really like when Trevor yells at Ron. I think that's pretty funny. Uh, just like Ron. And Ron's just like, uh. It's, it's always hilarious when he yells at people. It's so good. Um, but Wade returns, though, from Los Santos because he found out where Michael lives. So Trevor and Wade go back to Los Santos, go into Los Santos, and they live with uh, Wade's cousin Floyd, who did not want them to move in, but um, Trevor mm-hmm. said, well, he, this is family. You should let us stay here, basically. And so Floyd is like, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so this gets us uh, back to Los Santos. Yeah, back in back in Los Santos, we sort of like uh, catch up with Michael a bit, and uh, Trevor tracks him down. He, I can't remember exactly where it happens. I think it's like on the like at Michael's house. Like Trevor just shows up mm-hmm. at his house and just sort of. Uh, confronts him about you know you asshole i thought you were dead how could you abandon me and uh all this other stuff and you know it just kind of turns out that uh michael comes clean to him about hey uh yeah i just worked with i worked out a deal with the fbi they let me just kind of go under the radar and they helped me fake my death but um you know we can cut the uh, this is really quick we can cut this out later should i, should I mention brad yet i don't know if we're gonna get into yeah, go for it. And you know, another another detail about Michael faking his death is that it kind of he sort of covered up Brad's whole thing too, because it turns out that Brad, you know, a friend of Michael and Trevor's who was uh, robbing, you know, a criminal associate of theirs, he died during that botched robbery at the beginning of the game. But Trevor didn't know that, so Trevor has been 
laboring under the illusion that Michael was dead and Brad was in prison. When in reality, Brad is dead and Michael was just living under an assumed identity. So, so yeah, Michael has this confrontation with Trevor and comes clean to him, but he doesn't tell him, hey, Brad's actually dead. Like, he kind of lets that lie mm-hmm. s- stay there. So Trevor still doesn't know that their old friend Brad is dead. He still thinks he's in prison. Yep. Uh, so there's this, there's this whole tangled web of lies between Trevor and Michael as well as, you know, just personality clashes and a lot of drama from so many directions yep. that really strains their relationship. Like they obviously have a, they have a friendship that goes back a long ways, but there are a lot of factors that complicate the relationship between them for sure. And uh, yeah. And we also find out that, you know, Michael's robbery of the jewelry store, you know, even though, even if, you know, like, like you and I did, Dan, even if you, do it the smart way and don't draw too much heat to yourself. Michael is still on the radar in a bad way. So mm-hmm. the FBI comes and sees him. His, uh, his handler sort of Dave Norton shows up and says, Michael, buddy, we told you stop doing crimes. You did crime. <laughs> and now you are, you know, complicating my life. You're fucking my day up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, basically Michael owes the FBI a favor now because of the, uh, robbery that is, uh, giving them headaches so he has a new job he has to uh basically confirm an fbi subject or sorry he has to confirm an fbi suspect is dead in a morgue and uh that's a little side job he has to go off and do Mm -hmm. briefly so he's he's now kind of on the hook with the fbi that starts this whole phase of his life that he's not happy about yes and and being on the hook with the fbi it really becomes a thing that just keeps going right they're yeah, like well okay you're al- you're almost off the hook but <laughs> yeah. you know that that's really the relationship that ends up developing from here and really pays plays a huge role in the game hereafter basically so michael does that uh errand like uh connor was saying but then after this dave's boss steve haynes shows up and he's like hey that wasn't enough you know we still have a lot of heat our way we need another favor um Mm -hmm. and so there's this guy who's in cia custody Mm -hmm. and they're like hey we think this guy has some dirt on the fbi so we need to break you to break into the cia and take him for us um break into the cia it's a such a tiny favor sure (laughs) yeah you you totally find out that there's you know all sorts of insanity um that the fbi will all do all sorts of bad things to get what they need you as the game goes on you find out like little things like oh you know we need you to do this crime for us so the fbi keeps its funding or Mm -hmm. so the cia doesn't get our funding or you know blah 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 like just a whole bunch of bullshit that michael and company have found themselves in now um so michael franklin and trevor team up for the first time and retrieve this guy who's in cia custody and you end up getting kind of a dual mission at the same time going on where you've got trevor torturing this guy for information Um, (laughs) yeah uh which is brutal i hated doing this he's (laughs) the guy for the job though if anyone needs to inflict pain on someone else trevor's the guy to do it (laughs) and he's a scary bastard Oh, he's, he's totally scary. Yeah. I, I feel like I probably played this different than a lot of GTA players, but I was like, 
I want to do the least bad thing because I don't want to see all of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, um, I didn't do this, but I read you can like pull his teeth out. Yeah, um, there's like uh, jumper which, cables on the nipples, things like that. It's it gets yeah. it gets dark. <laughs> yeah, it gets dark, and so I like tried to play it light, but I know you could go full on in. But I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's intense. It it is really interesting how like it works out in the game though. Like you, yeah, you play as Trevor doing the torture almost like quick time events but then it flashes over to michael and franklin like at the place there they have to like use information that trevor's getting to pinpoint the target at like a party at a house and like make sure they shoot the right guy through a sniper rifle it's like such a such a spy drama sort of situation that was really interesting it was really cool, uh, like gameplay yeah, wise. Yeah. It's like, uh, he's fat, or you know, whatever. <laughs> right. Like he, the guy getting tortured is like giving details, and you're like, okay, it's not this guy yeah. over here. And then it finally culminates in you getting the information you need. Michael shoots the guy. Cool, we're good. Yeah, job done. Uh, we've done our FBI's stuff. Um, we, you know, I think our crew is maybe feeling a little good. So with this newfound freedom, um, Trevor is. Uh, Looking for the next score, as Trevor mm-hmm. does. So he makes uh, Cousin Floyd take him to the port to scout out something to steal. Um, Cousin Floyd uh, works at the shipyard, and so Trevor's like, cool, I'm going to use this to you know, find something to boost. And while they're down there, he discovers a Meriwether ship uh, that's there that has a lot of military resources. So Meriwether is this um, kind of contract soldiers that the U.S. government uses mm-hmm that uh, are just recently allowed on U.S. soil before they only did outside of the U.S. stuff, but the U.S. has just recently let them here. So Trevor notices, oh, this is one of their ships. They've probably got some good Mm -hmm. shit. We should steal it because we could probably make a lot of money on it. And so Trevor pitches the guys and is like, I've got this heist. We should do this. Um, We could steal from Meriwether. We know this is going to be big. Also, like, come on, they can't really come after us. They're, you know, sort of newly allowed doing things. Like, Trevor Trevor has not thought this through very no. well. <laughs> he usually doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, and it's it's like... No, this is where you learn, don't listen <laughs> right, to Trevor. Don't let him make the plans. <laughs> and it's funny, yeah, Meriwether is, like, represented as this mercenary group. They're like, yeah, soldiers for hire, and... It's it's kind of presented as like who's gonna feel like who's gonna feel sorry for these guys if we rob them like it's it's that classic you know thieves stealing from other thieves or thieves stealing from master criminals you know it's like that honorable thief sort of thing hey we're we're not we're not like robbing anyone who doesn't deserve it you know <laughs> so it's fine <laughs> exactly so they do team up and they do this so Trevor. Uh, uh, gets Michael and Franklin in on this, and they do steal from this Meriwether ship. They do kind of an elaborate plan with, like, having like a scuba mm. thing, and you know, throwing something in the water, and then Trevor steals it from other water, and all of that. But uh, whatever they manage to steal, it is not something they should <laughs> have. So much so that you know, you could end up on like most wanted list. You know list around the world for people to kill you yeah not good there's hot merchandise and then there's this like this isn't like just taking a vcr from best buy like this is big shit that you should not be caught with (laughs) right yeah it's like being like who's looking for a nuclear bomb (laughs) you know or whatever it's like you can't be that guy and lester very much so sees this and he's like 
you guys can't fucking take this, idiots. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to have this, you know, accidentally come back so that we don't get in trouble. I'll work something out. You guys are idiots. Don't yeah. do this again. Uh, yeah, Lester has to come in with that reality check of, like, you dumb motherfuckers. Like, I can't find a buyer for this. Like, you can only steal stuff if you're able to offload it and make money <laughs> off of it. Like, I can't sell this to anyone. I can't fence this. The hell's wrong with you? Yeah, I love that part. That was so funny. Yeah, that that was great. It felt like Dad came home. Like, you idiots. Dad like, came home. Yeah. <laughs> Super funny. So uh, from here, you go back into kind of, uh, I don't know, essential side stories of stuff for a little while. So some kind of things that happen along the way is, uh, one, Michael uh, ends up fighting his wife's yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. He was also hitting on Michael's wife. So Michael beats him up. Um, and his wife moves out. His son uh, ends up, uh, Jimmy, being oh. a real piece of shit. He's like, Dad, we should get burgers. And then when they get burgers, he drugs oh Michael and then just like pushes him out of the what car and leaves prick, him. Dude. <laughs> Jimmy sucks. <laughs> he, he sucks. This might have made me more mad than uh. almost anything in the game. I was like, that is such a mean yeah. thing to do. Like, Dad, I'm going to drug you and ditch you. No, yeah. What a dick move. <laughs> Um, other things that kind of happen along the way, uh, Michael gets a side job at a studio, movie studio for a guy named Solomon, Solomon Richards, who was like a director or movie producer who made a bunch of like eighties movies that Michael liked. So this is sort of a dream come true for Michael. He's working for like a hero of his, um, Franklin assassinates people for Lester. You manipulate the stock market again. Like, um, this is the first time where you get to partake. So, Lester, when he had Michael do that earlier, that was just for Lester. Now, Lester will give you the tips as Franklin, and you can, you know, do stuff with stocks to do that as you assassinate people. Yeah, that's that's Franklin really moving up in the world, too, though. I mean, he's a, he's a contract killer now. Like, he, he can, he's making good money just knocking off high-value targets. And then, uh, yeah, he can play the stock market and cheat and win <laughs> and i think it, around uh-huh. this time uh, franklin does move out of his uh what is it his aunt's house like his grandma's house i can't remember like he gets a place of his own a really nice uh, really nice pad in vinewood hills and yeah he's living his best life it's going it's going well uh, oh yeah his new house is it's sweet so i feel like if he uh <laughs> it's super nice i feel like he could if he could have just opted out here Franklin could have had like a good life from here oh, if he sure. wanted. Like, all right, cool. I'm done doing shit. Like, I got this house. Uh, I have some money. I could probably just, you know, move on. Whereas Michael and Trevor seem more committed to the life. Yeah. I feel like this would have been a good spot for Franklin to say, uh, I'm going to be I'm straight. I'm going to just get into regular yeah, business. I'm yeah, I'm done. I've got mine. Mm hmm. Um, but he doesn't. He sticks around. Uh, another thing that happens is Franklin, uh, this is pretty funny, Franklin and Lamar have a, a drug deal they're about to do, but Trevor shows up and he's like, I want to hang with the boys, and they're like, uh, I have a, we have a drug deal we need to do? And Trevor's like, perfect, I'm coming. Uh, I love that part. Uh, it's so funny. And so they go to do the drug deal, um, and they find out that the dealers were trying to rip them off um, because the uh, like brick of coke was mostly baking soda or something uh, and trevor's like well you gotta like taste it no you idiots <laughs> test the merchandise yeah yeah test the merchandise and so trevor uh catches them and then they just have to like annihilate a bunch of gang members uh, which uh 
it felt like one of those things like oh okay this is what happens when you hang out with trevor like the thing you meant to do got way crazier <laughs> yeah so it's, it's kind of like <clears throat> trevor taking on that oh, big brother role of like hey you're doing crime let me show you how it's done i i know all about crime <laughs> just like and of course when trevor's involved things uh blow up and turn into shootouts and a lot of people die and that's exactly what happens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep your last uh, kind of side story thing that is relevant that happens here is Michael, Franklin, and Trevor end up stealing some luxury cars for Devin Weston. So uh, Devin Weston is this billionaire, and he wants these luxury cars around uh, Los Santos stolen because he can flip them in, like, the Chinese market or something for way more than they're worth, and they're already, like, really expensive cars or something like that. So we get involved with him and do that. He also has, like, a a personal assistant but she's far more than that really but like she like sets up your crime so she's sort of your go-between uh that you'll deal with through the game for setting up devon weston related crimes um so okay our side stories uh wrap up and now we've got kind of our next uh big move that comes up uh which is called Mm -hmm. the blitz play uh this is something that michael brings up because uh the fbi needs another favor of course, um, of, cor- of course they do, right. Um, which is, we need you to rob this armored truck because we need money for our next kind of activity we're doing. So we need you the guys to get that The taxpayers aren't us. giving us enough. We need to uh, literally steal <laughs> some money directly from people. Oh, man. It's it's so messed up. <laughs> but yeah, it's... they uh, the, the idea is to rob... To, to, break into and steal from this armored car they decide to uh kind of do this classic maneuver of running into it with a garbage truck and uh or kind of like using using Mm -hmm. a garbage truck and a tow truck to block off and then knock over literally physically knock over the armored car so they can break into it and steal the money inside and i specific i especially love this heist because sorry I especially love this heist because it's kind of a callback or an homage to a, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a classic crime thriller uh, from the 90s called Heat by uh, Michael Mann, the director Michael Mann, starring Al Pacino and Robert Robert De Niro. And that movie opens with pretty much the exact same robbery happening where they, they block the route of an armored car and then run into it with a heavy truck and knock it over and they, they rob it. And it's this Blitz play in GTA Five kind of goes the exact same way. So it's kind of like if you like that movie, if you like Heat, you can basically play through that heist. And I, I really love that part. That was like a nice little treat for me. It was super cool. Uh, I, I agree. I really like that. And it was cool just seeing, again, their elaborate plan. They also have like a huge shootout with the police where you end up killing, I don't know, yeah, like 30 precinct. police or something like that. It's a lot. Uh, yeah, you you really you're taking the cops out on this one, but then you you make it out, and again, I feel like it really builds your uh, confidence. I think as like a robbery crew, you're like, okay, we're pretty good at this. Yeah, like, we're getting you know getting this uh, down to a science. Yeah, right. Yeah, the jewelry store felt good, but then this, you're like, okay, you know, they got guns. It's fine. We're good. We can handle them. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you you definitely feel pretty powerful uh, at that point. Of course, favors keep coming in, and uh, Martin Madrazo says that he needs Michael to do a favor for him now. 
and says, you know, one of my cousins is on this plane. Um, we're worried he might snitch. Shoot the plane down, get his briefcase, because uh, we need to make sure he doesn't snitch. Um, so Michael agrees, and he shoots down a plane. Um, he, like, shoots the propellers, so it crashes. And then Trevor, meanwhile, is on retrieving duty. So he's supposed to go to the crash and then scoop the uh, briefcase. And Trevor goes out, and he does that. But when he goes to Madrazo's house to kind of give him the briefcase back, he has an argument with him and uh, attacks Madrazo. I think he cuts off one of his ears, and he steals his wife. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh trevor move again yeah he uh goes full trevor on him and uh does what he does (laughs) so yeah he he then like i think for the rest of the game trevor just has this old lady living in his trailer or his in his home because he just kidnapped her and like she just she's just there for like the next few uh chapters of the story it's so funny yeah, it's so ridiculous. Uh, total Trevor move, which, of course, sends uh, the crew out of Los Santos, right? We can't be here. Madrazo's going to hunt us down. Mm-hmm. So we've got to go back to the desert. And so Trevor, of course, can't lay low. So he's like, all right, well, I'm in the desert. Let's keep fucking with me. <laughs> um, I need something to do. Um, so he tries to steal from them uh, on a plane. Uh, I think that ultimately doesn't work. So then he says, Michael, the plane thing didn't work. You and me have to steal from this train instead. Um, you know, again, this could make us a lot of money. We're stuck in the desert. We might as well make money while we're out here. And I think that reasoning works pretty well with Michael. We might as well make money. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool. I guess you're right. Um, <laughs> so you steal from a train, fight Merriweather guys, all of that. But uh, the FBI has also come back again we need another guess again they need more money (laughs) Uh, yeah we need more money um so how about this let's rob this bank that's out here and uh you guys can use that money to help fund our operation yeah why not (laughs) Uh, this bank robbery is pretty cool um so it's like a small town Mm -hmm. bank but uh trevor says that the cops are crooked and so there's more money in there than should be Uh, kind of thing and he um you kind of do some scouting so one thing you do is you like set off the alarm at the bank to see how long it takes for people Mm -hmm. to get there to like judge how long it will be before the heat shows up and so uh the crew like wears like heavy armor they get like machine gun like heavy machine guns like it's pretty intense and you just end up fighting a bunch of crooked cops in this one um this was a pretty fun yeah this this was this was memorable it was a big uh big loud messy shootout they they went all out like yeah the the armor you can barely move in that is completely bulletproof and just the big ass machine guns you're just i remember this heist just kind of descending kind of devolving into you're literally just waddling down the street just just gunning down every cop you see and just mowing them down and just like barely escaping it's it's, it was crazy it was a wild time it it was yeah it is funny that you're just like scooching down the street like because you're you know you're like the michelin man Uh or something something. (laughs) like you're just all all fucking poofy but they just have machine guns oh yeah that's funny um you your last kind of big thing that happens in the desert 
is the FBI is, has you break into a research facility to steal nerve gas. So something that, I don't know, Homeland Security wants more money. And they, I guess Homeland Security's plan is we'll release the nerve gas on some people to show you that, you know, it's not safe. We need more money for security. That's so messed up. Um, but the FBI... <clears throat> yeah, it's so fucked. Um, so the FBI, uh, being altruistic, not really, but being altruistic says, oh, well, what if we steal it? Then, you know, they'll get what they want, but they won't hurt people. And then also we'll get something because uh. of doing this heist. Um, two, uh, they have some benefit to make as well. And so they scuba dive into the facility, yeah. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and this is one actually where Dave and... Uh, Steve West or Steve uh, Haynes go yeah. on the mission with you. So uh, those two and Michael like go in as scuba divers, but then Franklin and Trevor are doing other stuff. Yeah, I, I really like this mission. It was so memorable. Like, yeah, you're just kind of swimming in through the ocean and kind of infiltrating the facility from underwater. You like cut your way into like a drain pipe and then you're inside and kind of like stalking through the hallways with like tasers and silence guns and like, you know, trying to non lethally you know, get through security. And I love this mission. It was like, again, kind of like that spy thriller, uh, very intricate sort of set piece mission. that I really, really stuck with me. I like that one a lot. Me too. Yeah. It did feel very, uh, spy thriller in that, like in the beginning, I think you just have like, you can either knock people out or maybe you have like stun yeah, darts or I something think, yeah, like that. Um, so there's a while where you're not trying to right. kill anyone. Yeah. That was cool. Um, after you complete this mission, um, you patch things up with Madrazo. You give his <laughs> wife back. Give um, his wife back. <laughs> yeah. Give him his wife back. Give him some money. Um, and this kind of lets you go back to Los Santos. Yeah. But early on after this, Trevor uh, wants to go back to Ludendorff, which is where your botched Robbie was 10 years ago. And he wants to kind of discover the truth. He's like... Yeah. What the fuck? He's, he's kind of catching on to the truth about Brad that right. you mentioned earlier. Uh, um, and Michael's like, no, no, don't go. Like, the past is the past. Which, of course, you know, makes Trevor want to do it more. Um, all in all, he learns that Brad was actually killed mm -hmm. in that robbery. And he's been buried in Michael's place. So that's how Michael's sort of been able to fake his death, is that uh, Brad has been in his grave. And so people thought that was... Uh, that was Michael, and that's allowed Michael to be Michael DeSanta instead. Um, and while they're out at the graveyard for this, because Trevor's going to dig, or does, I think he does. He digs up Michael's grave and figures uh -huh. out it's Brad. Um, but then they get attacked by the triads, who I think work for uh, Chang, who had some dealings with Trevor before. And during the shootout trevor just fucks yeah. off and so michael's just there by himself for the shootout and he gets captured um yeah. by right. this gang <clears throat> luckily luckily franklin arrives and saves michael before the triads can kill him so michael comes out of it intact but his friendship with trevor you know it was already strained to begin with but now it's like really kind of in in the balance and uh this was actually an, an interesting moment of the game where you kind of get more emotion out of Trevor than you expected. Like Trevor's the kind of guy you don't really expect him to uh, 
value life or value friendship in any way. You don't really, you don't anticipate him having feelings like that, but you see some vulnerability from him. Like you see him kind of feel betrayed by Michael and uh, hurt by him. Like I thought you were the only one I could count on. Like you're the only person I kind of respect Mm -hmm. and you do this to me and, it's a it's an emotional moment like it's a it's a it's a downbeat where uh yeah you kind of have michael and trevor splitting a bit kind of going separate ways and uh it's it's a it's a bummer <laughs> no yeah it is you like feel pretty bad for trevor <laughs> yeah which is strange to feel of like uh that trevor is like you betrayed me you like abandoned me you've lied to me like uh, you know, almost all, like I know him a lot, but we're supposed uh, to be boys and you do yeah, this to me sort of thing. So Trevor's kind of fucks off and is like, I'll just go back to the desert. Like I'm done with you um, sort of thing. And was fine letting yeah. Michael potentially die. Like Trevor wouldn't kill Michael himself, but he was pissed enough that he was like, if this gang yeah. kills you, I, I don't care because you. you deserve it. Kind of. Yeah. Essentially. So this sort of has your fractured group at this point where you've got um, Trevor off doing his own thing, doing desert stuff. Um, Meanwhile, Michael is not quite done with the game. So him and Franklin and Lester are still kind of doing things um, and still being uh, coerced by the FBI. And so the FBI comes to them and they're like, hey, uh, (laughs) We have another favor, uh, of course. Um, Yeah, we need you again. Uh, Which this time, it's, hey, in our agency, the the Bureau has evidence of Steve Haynes' corruption. Um, So we need to go, you go break in to the Bureau and erase those files for us. And at at this point, Michael is like, okay, these favors are never going to end. Like... We have to get out of the FBI's um, yeah. quote unquote good graces because like they're not gonna yeah. we're we're never gonna be out of them kind of thing. So Michael agrees, but his plan is to uh, break into the bureau. He'll erase the Steve Haynes files, but he's gonna erase his own as well because then no one has leverage, and this can actually be the last thing. Clean slate, yeah. And I I was wrong. They actually don't need uh, money this time. They just need uh, you to do their dirty work and cover up their evidence for them. But yeah, I mean, this is cool how Michael's sort of turning the tables. Like, Hey, I'll do this one last thing for you, but I'm literally cutting ties with you. Like you'll have nothing on me after I'm done with this. That's pretty clever. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it is good. It, it, it shows his like kind of sneakiness or recognition of, okay, this isn't going to yeah. end. Like they're never, yeah. it's whatever I do will never be enough. There's going to, there's going to be another thing. So I need to just remove everything. Um, and so the Bureau Raid, um, this is again, this is kind of your next big heist moment where you're presented with options. Lester comes uh, with ideas of how to do this. So how did you approach this raid? Okay, so there one of the options was uh, kind of just going in armed and loud and strong. And I believe that involved landing on the, like putting Michael on the roof so that he could rappel down the side of the building crash in through the window and you know take the take the hostage <laughs> and like uh, or am i thinking of something else is that the right job am i thinking of the right thing he, he goes in through the roof but i think it's they sneak into the building from the roof um, 
Um, I think there. I think. I think you do steal a guy out the window like you're talking about. Oh, I, th- I might be thinking of something else. At yeah, a different no, point. Never mind. Uh, so I don't really recall then. <laughs> I I thought I I'm thinking of a different job where uh, where Michael repels in and then breaks into the window and Franklin's on like another rooftop nearby covering him with a sniper rifle like. I don't know oh, that's... um, that's the uh, the FBI informant when you steal him <sighs> okay, earlier. My bad. So I'm sorry. That's I right. actually don't that, remember that, what I, I did for the no, video. No, no, you're good. No, you're good. Actually, I wish I would have said those details okay. earlier because that was cool as hell. No, yeah, um, was, I forgot. In yeah. in that that moment was cool as hell because you break in through the glass, grab uh-huh. the dude. <laughs> that, was so cool. that was cool as hell. So for this one, um, to break in, you need to you know break into the bureau. And so Lester gives you two options. One is a covert one, which is you steal a fire truck and then you like set off a fire alarm and then you pretend to be the firefighters going in there. And while you're in there, you steal the files uh, or destroy the files when you're in there. Um, The other option is you do use a helicopter like you're talking about. And I think what it is, is you use a helicopter and kind of come in through the roof. So people are in the building and you just steal the files while shit's uh, going down. So I, I imagine there's a lot of shooting. Yeah, that might have been. I, I'm, I'm th- I think I did that one. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. Okay. I, no, yeah. I, I think that would make sense for sure. Uh, that one I think is more aggressive. But this one seems like one where if people went aggressive, it would make a lot of sense yeah. to me too. Um, I, I went covert. I stole the fire truck. Um, just because I thought it would be... Uh, a good way to maybe get off clean that you know maybe we'd do this and we'd be truly done with them like they wouldn't have me on a camera they wouldn't have you know whatever so that i i went that way uh, for that reason but um uh yeah yeah i i thought i thought it was not a bad bad move nikki on twitter though she said a uh, parachute onto the roof love the dialogue with the helicopter so um i guess there was uh yeah, good stuff going in that that's route. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, totally. Um, so from here, uh, Michael goes to meet up with Dave. Um, so after destroying the files, that stuff, Michael's kind of having this last meeting with Dave to say, okay, fuck it, we're done. Like, I deleted your files. I also deleted mine. We're never talking again. Mm-hmm. That's sort of Michael's plan. And he gets there and he finds out that they were set up by Steve Haynes. Uh, that Steve was going to kind of frame, or I guess not frame, but put all the blame on those two um, so that they would kind of take the fall for everything, plant evidence that way. But then um, shit gets wild because (laughs) (laughs) rival FBI agents come, rival CAA agents come, Meriwether shows up. Literally, you just have like uh, a bunch of people with guns like, to- total shit show. Four-way gun battle. It's fucking crazy. Everyone shows up. Yeah, it's chaotic. I, I think, I re- if I'm remembering the right mission again, like, I, I think in this, I think uh, I remember playing, like, where I, I was running from, there's a helicopter shows up, and, like, guys are shooting at you from the chopper, and, like, you're playing as Michael, and I was getting away from the, I think I was, like, trying to escape on a motorcycle, and I was, like, just speeding through downtown Los Santos with this uh, with this like, little <laughs> chopper flying over over top and shooting down at me and I like get a little bit of distance on it I skid to a stop jump off the bike and I have like a 50 cal sniper with me and I just like uh, uh, Michael has like his uh, special ability where he can slow down time and like take take uh, precision shots 
slowly and so i I sniped the pilot (laughs) right after like running from him on his motorcycle and like just shooting down the chopper it was so cool and that's like those are the moments that like we talked about way back in the beginning like when the game is good it's really good and there's like those high moments or those high points those amazing moments that stick with you that's one of them so yeah that's that's such a batshit off the (laughs) off the chain mission where all kinds of stuff like that happens it totally is total insanity that that's that's an amazing story for that yeah. too that's really cool um yeah totally bad shit um in it uh trevor shows up and kind of saves the day there's a point where you're penned and then uh trevor shows up with like a sniper rifle and takes out a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. near you and kind of shows okay he's he's got your back he's not gonna yeah. abandon you um which is cool on his end because you kind of deserve it <laughs> yeah i would say so um but trevor saves the day this is good from here you go on a couple more side stories uh one is franklin michael and trevor save lamar who gets set up by stretch um on some sort of deal uh i think with the o'neills and so you kill through them and then also michael does uh, a couple things for solomon richards that uh involved getting michael ends up getting added as a producer on this film uh one big thing that happens is devin wesson's assistant uh like has the only copy of this movie and is running away and michael tries to chase her down to get it back and while she's running away she runs to an airport and then gets sucked up into the (laughs) airplane propeller and just (laughs) that was so messed up i Um, (laughs) did not see that coming at all no, me either. Uh, and so then Michael just kind of like scoops the DVD and was <laughs> well, like, all I right, got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got it. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, Devin Weston, though, is pissed. Like, my assistant died because of you, even though Michael's like, I didn't kill her. Like, Yeah, the, the engine killed her. Like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, there's a point where there's like a premiere for the movie that's going to happen. And uh, while Michael's there, Devin Weston says uh, that his family's set up at his house. And so Michael has to set up, has to leave the premiere to save his family from getting executed at his house. So, like, you know, big deal Mm -hmm. going on there. Big time rival for sure. But this leads us to kind of our last big heist, which is the big score. The big score is the Union Depository. Mm -hmm. They have, um, you know, gold, tons and tons and tons of money, um, and has really been almost like the dream for Michael, for Trevor, for Lester of like, if we could rob this, we would be like the robbers yeah, that everyone talks their, about. It would be that's their white whale, holy grail, like that's glory. The, that's the, uh, yeah, the. I'm running out of metaphors, but yeah, that's the big one. Like they, they would be legends. <laughs> the they pull this off for sure. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, total legends. And so they kind of all come to, let's scout this out. Our crew's better than it's ever been. Like, this could actually be the last one. If we did this, um, we could actually all be done with crime for real because we'd be paid so well. We'd be set for life. Like, we'd just be, yeah, never have to lift a finger again. Right, yeah. It would be, it would be such a haul. So... As with our um, heist, we're given two options of how to go. Um, One is a subtle option, which is to essentially like rob the Brinks trucks 
and then pretend to be those guys and then make a big withdrawal because Lester will like send in paperwork for this giant withdrawal. So you can essentially steal everything mm-hmm. without firing a shot. And then by the time they realize that the gold's gone, you'll ditch the Brinks trucks, you'll get into muscle cars, you'll kind of speed off separately, and then uh, I think ultimately hide those inside of semis, like drive into semis that are on the road. And so you'll just be like hidden. Essentially, is your like long game there. So that's your one option. That's a subtle option. The other option is the obvious one, which is you'd still steal like a big driller and just actually drill right. into the vault from outside, <laughs> um, and then just steal everything from the vault. And then I think it does follow a similar idea of you'll get it to muscle cars and then you know go off from there. Um, so how did you approach this robbery? I'm yeah. I remember doing the uh, the subtle option. I remember the uh, <clears throat> kind of taking or stealing the. Uh, I remember kind of acquiring the uniforms of the uh, armored car drivers and uh, going in like. I, yeah, I remember like having to be at the wheel of one of these armored trucks and like kind of go in and follow protocol and act like you belong there and go in and like escort the gold out and into the truck and yeah, that that just seemed like the the smart way to do it. And then, yeah, you have like this kind of like straight out of Fast and Furious or the Italian job sort of uh, situation where it's like put uh, put the put the loot in the trunks of these souped up muscle cars and uh, get out of town. And yeah, there's also that point where you have to like hack into the Los Santos traffic camera system or uh, traffic light system and yeah. like, basically lead the cops away from you. <laughs> and that was like a like a weird mini game where you had to just hack the lights that was really cool so th- that whole thing was such a such an intricate heist with so many moving parts like that was really interesting to me yeah oh totally agree that was a blast that mini game was cool it was like you'd see the police coming and so you'd give them red uh-huh. lights and then give you green lights or whatever like you said right. yeah that was funny of like a okay how do you maneuver around this to get back to the hideout but it, it was cool because it, you know, it just showed it as a square with streets right. and you're like fucking with the lights to do it. That was cool. I loved it. Um, yeah, me too. Loved it. Uh, I did the same thing as you. Uh, I thought subtle approach was the way to go. I feel like if you're going to make like the biggest robbery ever, I feel like being able to uh, do it sneakily mm-hmm. like this, like that, it seems cooler to yeah. me. Uh, not that drilling couldn't be cool, but this just felt like such a like we outsmarted uh-huh. them. We got it all. Once they realized it, we were already on our right. way out. Like. That's what a master thief does. That's not super yeah. cool. That's not, um, what, that's not a thug move. That's a master thief move, and I love it. I, I live for that stuff. Me too. Me too. Totally. Nikki on Twitter is the same as us. She says, uh, the one with the muscle cars. So <laughs> all in as we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've pulled off our big heist. We've done it. We're ready to get out of the game. But meanwhile, uh, different... Uh, I guess our bullshit has sort of caught up to us as yeah. time has gone. So earlier in the game, uh, Franklin gets approached by Steve Haynes and Dave and says, Hey, you know, we can actually be done with FBI stuff. We won't ask for any, for, any more favors after this for real. Um, we can forget all of it, but we need you to kill Trevor. Trevor's too unhinged. He's unreliable. Like, he's, he's simply a loose end that can't exist. So Franklin, if you kill off Trevor... You know, we'll be done. Yeah. You'll never hear from anything. You can live your life. Franklin also gets approached by Devin Weston, um, the billionaire, and says, if you kill Michael, 
I'll make everything go away. The FBI will go away. It will all be done. Um, you just do this one thing. You can live your life. You're clearly good at what you're doing. You don't need Michael. You don't need any of this. Just do this for me and it will be over kind of thing. Um, and in your conversation with Devin Weston, he says, I know about the FBI's offer to kill Trevor. If you take mine, you don't have to do theirs. Um, you know, I'll make that go away sort of thing. So, you know, you got to choose one of these two. What kind of guy are you going to be, Franklin? And so this leads us to our final choice for the game, which is what ending do we choose? Yeah, that's the big question. Uh, what did you do, oh, Connor? <laughs> Honestly, like third way all the way feels like the only real option. It's I, I remember I remember like distinctly. I have this vivid memory of like, yeah, you're playing as Franklin. You've been told here's how it is. Like this is the reality of the situation. You've got to kill either one of your friends, companions who have been like your partners in crime for for so long now. And I'm like sitting there thinking that sucks man i can't do this i guess if i have to kill one of them i'd rather kill trevor but i still don't want to do that because you know michael and franklin are definitely tight Mm -hmm. at this point like you know i've yeah i feel like that would make sense but as soon as it was made clear to me that there was a third option where you could get the the three amigos back together get the gang back together and like they all just kill every one of the bad guys that are you know hassling them as soon as it was made clear to me like that's an option i was like well then that's what kind of what kind of question is that of course i'm doing that like it was it was like well duh so yeah the uh the option c where you uh you know franklin just says fuck this i'm you know taking uh door number three you know i'm gonna ignore the binary i'm gonna just find my own way he gets michael and trevor to team up with him and the three of them just kill everyone who is trying to like run their lives it's great yeah it's super cool I, I did the same thing as you. I went with uh, option three, the third way. I, I think when I saw this, I was like, I would rather have us all get killed, me trying yeah. to like stay with my boys, than to kill either one of them. So I was kind of like, I might do this and we might all get killed, yeah. but I'm cool with it. Like, um, if that's the route this goes, I would rather choose Franklin going down with those two guys yeah. rather than like betraying one of them. So that was my my attitude as well. Making making a life for yourself because you were you you were willing to backstab your friends is no life at all. You know, it's it's better if we all go down together than than me betray my friends. You know, that's that, that felt right. Yeah, totally, and and felt very uh, Franklin as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Franklin Fra- Franklin's super loyal. Yes. So for him to be able to choose a third way was great. Um, AFC on Twitter wrote in, option C, bring it on. I'm not betraying my pals. So same as us. Yeah, uh, Harley on Twitter also said, I picked C. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> sure is. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then lastly, Nikki on Twitter said, option C, obviously. Obviously. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I wonder if everyone really is in the same boat as us. Yeah, it's like, almost like gotta... I want to meet who I want to meet the people who decide like I'm gonna kill Trevor or I'm gonna kill Michael. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, what made you go that way? Not, I don't mean like not. I'm joking about what's wrong with you. It's just I'm, I'd be curious. Like, what's I, the thought? I process? am surprised. Yeah, that would be surprising. Yeah, uh, it would. I feel like it has to be very, very heavily skewed third way, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I would think the other two are less common, but. Um, so our options, how they can go. If you decide to kill Trevor, Michael shittily agrees to help Franklin. You go to Michael and you're like, 
hey man, you know, FBI said we got to do this. If we do this, then, you know, we're actually off the hook for real. And Michael says, okay, we can do this. And Michael will actually help you team up to kill Trevor off. Um, that sucks. Pretty rough. On the other end, if you do the kill Michael route, Franklin will go to Trevor and Trevor will say, no, I'm not going to help you with that. Yeah. You don't kill friends, basically. Um, so Franklin on his own has to kill uh, Michael. He does. And then later he talks to Trevor and Trevor basically expresses, I'm disappointed in you. You shouldn't kill your friends. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. Like, Michael did more for you than anyone. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't that's have the done bummer that. Ending. <laughs> that's, a, that's the bummer ending. Yeah, that's a huge bummer. Um, I feel like those endings do highlight a thing that is unfortunate is uh, Trevor would never betray Michael, but Michael will <laughs> betray Trevor, which kind of sucks yeah. um, <laughs> that they have that in them. Uh, fortunately, neither of those are canon for us, uh, which is the third way. So, Franklin brings up these uh his problem he goes to lester and says you know i'm getting told i need to kill michael or this or i need to kill trevor or that and lester for a second talks you through well well i would kill trevor first and then i'd kill michael um <laughs> if i had to do it you know how to think through it but then they're both like no this isn't sitting right and they're like all right what if we did this and you know the third way evolves from there like you said um, so Michael, Trevor, and Lester, and Lamar team up to kill all of their enemies. Um, this feels like like the ultimate yeah. end to a yeah. gangster movie. It's so fucking cool. It's so cathartic <laughs> and like satisfying, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, they they uh, they kill the FBI assholes, Haynes and uh, you know, uh, or they they kill Steve. They kill Devin Weston, the billionaire. They kill Stretch, Franklin's old gang leader. They kill Wei Chang, the guy who's sick. The triads on trevor like everyone who gave them shit throughout the entire game the three amigos just uh just take it to him oh yeah and lamar helps too like he uh he shows up and lends a hand that's it, yeah it, it's like the suit this was like the avengers assembling this was like you know the portals opening up to, so everyone can fight a thanos together it was like that was <laughs> the that was the moment that was the big climax of the game it was so cool Oh, yeah, it's super cool. And it's like each and this one, I feel like especially hit well for playing the mm -hmm. different characters. So it's like, OK, you know, I'll go kill your enemy. You'll go kill mine. Yeah. All of that. And so you like hop over and it's like, OK, blow this car That's up. Awesome. Boom, that guy's gone. OK, we, we caught this dude <laughs> playing basketball. We'll shoot him down. You know, like all, all of that. It's sweet. Uh, we go to Devin's, Devin Weston's house and kidnap him and then pour a car with him into the uh, <laughs> lake and have him drown. Like, it's sweet. It's super cool. And that ends our game. Uh, from there, you can keep playing side stories and such as all of your characters um, and, you know, enjoy wrecking Los Santos as much as you like. Uh, one thing to note is if you do kill off Trevor or Michael, they are gone yeah. in the game from this point. So um, don't kill them unless you actually don't want them to be able to play as them at all because um, their You're shit goes warned. away. Um, so, <laughs> you, yeah, you were warned. Uh, so... That is uh, GTA Five in itself. Uh, from here, uh, we wanted to move into a couple general thoughts stuff that stood out to us that maybe didn't really fit in our recap. So one thing that we didn't talk about, but I appreciate quite a lot, is that you can skip missions if you fail three times, which I think is a Rockstar thing, because I know in Red Dead Redemption you could do that as well, is if you failed a mission too many times, it would ask you, 
do you want to retry or do you want to skip? Um, which I appreciated with, uh, I think, in a few different ways. But one being is if a mission was hard, I did like being able to skip it. But I had a time or two when the game was glitchy. And so I could just fail the mission to have it advance, which was nice uh, that, you know, the glitch didn't uh, keep me stuck in the game or yeah. whatever. Or if it was stuff I didn't like. There were a couple missions that I just, like, I would try all the missions seriously once or twice, but if it was a mission I didn't like, or I was like, oh, I know I don't like doing this, I would just die on purpose to mm -hmm. skip ahead. So um, <laughs> I like that this allows you to kind of skip around things if you want or need to. Um, and I was thinking that this is probably a better feature yeah. than a difficulty setting. Like, difficulty settings are good, and, you know, I'm all for that. I play games on easy or medium or whatever like i'm fine with whatever but being able to skip a specific moment where you're stuck is nice because i know i have games i played over the years where i just get to a spot and i'm like i know what i need to do i just yeah. can't beat it like i'm not good enough um and to be able to have an option to skip and you know not get trophies or something that's totally fine don't care but i'd like to be able to keep going so uh i really appreciate that about that this is game. a cool feature i actually forgot that that was a part of the game Maybe because I'm so awesome and elite that I never fail the mission times for that to be an issue. But no, I'm kidding. No, I, I, I do like that. There is, the, there is a conversation happening. It's kind of getting, it, it comes and goes, but I think it's prominent right now of, you know, there shouldn't be a game without an easy setting. Like if you make a game, you should make some effort to allow the, the maximum number of people possible to experience it. So like, yeah, like don't gatekeep the content. Like if, someone's having tr trouble with a mission let them just you know skip it and experience the rest of the story you know it's 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 a it's a nice feature to inv involve for sure i i like that um for for my general thoughts you know just <clears throat> to wrap up here uh to wrap up here is just you know you met you asked me earlier where this ranks in my uh kind of uh overall take on the franchise you know and it's it's kind of middling for me, just maybe because I just spent so much time with the older games in my childhood and adolescence. But you know, thinking about how far the series has come, uh, I think GTA Five is such a strong entry into the series. Like you can't you can't uh, contend how much it did for the franchise and like moving the technology forward and uh, telling new stories. And it, it you know it's it's obvious how popular it still is. It's still so relevant today. People are still playing it, even though it came out in 2013. Uh, and it just has so many highlights. Like I, I come back to the way rockstar made Los Santos feel like a real place. Like it's a living, breathing environment that, you know, players can interact with and experience. And it's, uh, that's just a continuation of the amazing work that they did with GTA four, like Liberty city and GTA four was, it felt like a real place. Like you, you really were in a parallel in New York, you know, getting, getting by and doing crimes and just living day by day. And, you know, I think rockstar just keeps getting better and better at breathing life into these worlds and making them feel lifelike and authentic. And, uh, you saw that with red dead redemption too. Like they just kept raising the bar on giving you this other life that you can live. And I, I got to give GTA five just huge props for that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I totally agree. I, I can see how there are people that write this game, like you said, came out in 2013 and they still play it now. Or um, that, I mean, I, I truly believe this could be a game people oh, yeah. could have hundreds of Definitely. hours in and it would make sense. It's like, and 
I, I think for me, I, I think that this is maybe the interesting spot of an intersection, I feel, of part of me feels surprised that this game is so popular. I saw earlier this week that Rockstar said this has sold over 150 million copies all time, um, which is amazing. I think comparatively, I saw that um, that's more than, I think it was the entire Final Fantasy Jeez. series has sold before or something crazy like that, which like just to show the magnitude of like how fucking big that is, like that's insane. And it is a really good game. Um, and I, I wonder if maybe it just, I don't play tons of open world games. And so maybe it didn't land as hard for me as it would for some, because I'm, I'm definitely someone who plays a game and then I move to the next one pretty fast. Like I, I definitely jump around more, but I wonder if I was someone who stayed somewhere longer if I would appreciate this more because I'd see more of it, if I would go deeper, like I still put in that's, 40 yeah, hours or something like that's a lot. That's yeah. more than I put into a lot of games, but, but you know, I, I'm sure I, I have nothing though on someone yeah. who put 150 or something like they know Los Santos more than I do. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I wasn't. Sh- so that's something that's sort of interesting. I'm surprised it's as popular. Like if someone were to ask me like right now, what, Hey, what's an, and maybe this isn't fair comparison, but like what's an open world game you should play. I think I would recommend days gone sooner than I would GTA, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe days gone fits more of a genre. I like, I don't know that sort of stuff, but so I think there is some of that and that's not, you know, a knock on GTA. I think it's good. I really like talking about it now and I think it's a quality game. Um, and I'm definitely eager to see what six will bring whenever that comes someday. Cause like, the fact that this game was made in 2013 and the things that were going on playing it, like it holds up and it's pretty nice. Um, so I assume when six comes out someday, it will yeah, be good. If, if slash when we ever see Grand Theft Auto six, I yeah, hopefully I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I hope we see that come together soon. I'd, I'd be excited for what they, what they do next because yeah, like rockstar always just outdoes itself. Like when they're building these open worlds. So you know, yeah, we, we mentioned like how GTA five is still so relevant today. Like people are still playing it and like that's cool, but for me personally, there's honestly kind of a flip side to that because like I'm starting to get a little annoyed at how Rockstar has gotten away with putting GTA five out on three console generations now. <laughs> that's ridiculous to me. Like I'm glad it's doing so well and I, I get that like, you know, Red Dead Redemption Two was a huge investment of time and resources. So like that, that is basically what came out instead of GTA six. I get that. Like, I understand that and I have no problem with that, but it's kind of like, can we, can we not have a PS five version of GTA five, please? Like it came out on PS three, you ported it to PS four. That's fine. I was okay with that, but did it really need to come out on PS five? Like, come on. It's just, it's getting a little silly. That's, I know. I'm like, that's just my, my curmudgeonly side coming out. I'm, I know I'm griping. It's not a big deal, but it's just, that's a, it's wearing out on me a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I think that's fair though. Cause like it can, can or yeah, should a game crazy. last yeah. 10 years, you know, like, is this is this going to be the only GTA game in 2023? Yeah. Like that seems possible, and should it be? Like uh, I don't know. Like it seems like things should be yeah, just move on. <laughs> just, I don't know. More frequent or not just continually investing into the one thing? Like um oh I guess this yeah. is a good question. So I didn't pl- I didn't play I didn't play any online stuff. Do you play online? That's, Have yeah, you played I any online really GTA either. stuff? Um, you know I. I think I played like a few minutes of 
Grand Theft Auto Online uh, back on the PS3 edition. And I think, like, yeah, it just didn't grab me or, like, some 12-year-old killed me a few too many times. And I was like, I got sick of it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I guess I'm just not doing this. So, yeah, I, I that was the thing. It was, like, once I was done with GTA V, I didn't really, like, once I, like, finished the story and I did the third way and I, like, had that payoff of, like, okay, I got that cool ending I really liked. Once I'd had all that, I pretty much put it down and stopped playing it. I didn't really spend a lot of additional time in the open world. So, yeah, I kind of I kind of skipped the online portion pretty much entirely, unfortunately. Okay. No, that that works. That's cool. That's yeah. that's the same as me. I don't play online games at all. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't have any online like I don't pay for it or whatever. So, uh, I don't play any online games, but when I did like log in, I did see different ad when I'd like boot up the game, they would say like, you know, GTA online and blah 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 and stuff so maybe there's cool shit on there that neither of us know about but um yeah. i don't know yeah, we don't know to comment so <laughs> I, yeah and people, are, people are still playing Grand Theft Auto online today like it still has a player base so i guess it has to be there ha- there's something to it like i'm glad i'm glad you guys are having fun with it that's cool uh, yeah yeah totally but i i do agree though that like <laughs> yeah uh, can, How long can are we it keep do going this? console to con- console to console to console like is gta 5 gonna, <laughs> yeah. right is it going to be on ps10 or whatever like it, you know what i mean like it, it can sort of feel that way um I, I have one last comment that i um for my general thoughts which is again i think um this is probably a would appeal to dan maybe not the gta audience but if there was a game yeah. where it was just heist I would totally play that game. Like if it was boiled down, like you choose your crew, your crew gets better. You could have them die on your raid, your robberies, like just do that. I would totally play a game of that. Like if someone made like a, a 10 hour robbery game and you just plan heist and, you know, can do them different ways. I would be so, so about that. Um, and so like, if there was like either like a stripped down GTA, that's just called like GTA heist or, um, another IP that just essentially does the oh, same yes. thing. I would be super about it. Um, I think that would be really cool. And, um, one thing, I don't, I don't know if you played this game. I haven't, but I was talking to a friend about GTA before this and I was like, you know, I like the heist. If I could do this, I would play a game of just this. And they yeah. said that, uh, they thought payday two might fit that, oh. um, itch have you played payday 2 oh, do you for agree sure. do you know I've, anything about that actually let me pull up steam really quick and confirm my numbers uh i i have uh almost 43 hours into payday 2 and that's just on the computer version i think i had it on ps3 for a while too um but yeah it's i yeah i've played a bit of payday 2 it's it's a really fun game like it, the thing is though like i you mentioned you don't really play online multiplayer very much it's payday 2 is very multiplayer driven like you can play on your own with bots but it's way better with uh like real teammates and it's you know way more interesting that way but yeah it is kind of like in a way it's um you just sort of pick a job like hey do i want to rob a jewelry store today or do i want to like sneak into a dockyard and steal it it, it is funny how much overlap there is with gta 5 because like yeah there's a job where you literally break into warehouses at the dock and steal from a mercenary company and like take their guns and shit. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. So there's like loud jobs and stealth jobs and the way they handle all the mechanics of like avoiding security or going loud and just shooting it out with the cops. Like there's so many ways you can do it. Um, Payday 2 is a really interesting game. It's really cool. It's, it's not your average multiplayer shooter. Like there's a lot of uh, thought that goes into it. So yeah, maybe, maybe you'd like it, but then again, it's, yeah, like I said, very multiplayer driven. So Maybe it wouldn't be your thing, but yeah, it's cool. Interesting. 
no, that's that's good to know. Um, yeah, because uh, you know, I I I like knew about Payday Two broadly from like hearing of it as a game, but yeah. didn't know much more than that. So that sounds cool. Um, and I mean, as evidenced <laughs> by you've got forty hours on Steam, it's it's good enough to go back. So that's that's great. That's a, that's, yeah, that's uh, a good, good to see. And yeah, awesome. I, I agree with you. I think the heists were like one of the best parts of the game if not the main highlight of the game and uh even though neither of us really touched the multiplayer much i do think it's awesome that the heists were such a focus of multiplayer like you could just you could plan these intricate crimes and these these awesome strategies with your friends and then pull them off and i thought that was really awesome so i kind of wish i'd put more time into the online heists check them out more but i think it's cool that they do that and yeah, Payday 2 is an awesome game, if that's what you're into. It's some, something to check out. Um, yeah, so I guess my final thought on GTA V, just last thing I'll say in general, is just uh, I just love, you know, the uh, the atmosphere. I love the characters. You get to know some guys. You know, you, you think like, oh, this is just Grand Theft Auto. It's just, it's just criminals. You're just, you know, what, what's what's there to like? You know, what's there to relate to? And, you know, the, the main characters, you can really find yourself uh feeling for and getting getting accustomed to and yeah some interesting stories and i just love how you know los santos obviously is based on los angeles it's like it's an la crime epic that's that's at its core that's what it is and <clears throat> it really calls back to you know i mentioned heat earlier but just the michael mann movies that you know take place in los angeles and you know kind of take a close look at the criminal elements in heat uh, collateral, you know, other movies like that, where it's just you live that life and see that world, and you know, just that, that yeah, it's it's it it's um it's fun to look at and fun to think back on, and yeah, it, it, even though it's been a, it's been years, it's been a long time since I played Grand Theft Auto Five. Talking about it now it makes me yeah, it does make me excited for uh, whatever comes next if we if slash whenever we uh, do see GTA Six, so. <laughs> no yeah totally uh that yeah that's awesome that's that's a great uh thought to wrap on is yeah. i i think it does encapsulate that stuff really well and it may, it may it's a cool game for sure cool that, that's the last of my thoughts too so uh we've got a couple cool. uh bits of listener feedback to wrap up on cedo on twitter wrote in and said they're currently playing it they haven't gotten very far in the story part of it because they like driving around the open world and exploring um, it's fun, however, um, I do this with all open world games where I play the story for a little bit, but then I'll just walk or drive around and explore. Um, they own both the PS3 and PS4 versions of the game, That's and they're true, amazed yeah. that it was able to get this game running on PS3. Uh, it, it is wild, because it doesn't... Um, even playing now, it like feels a little old, but not that old. Um, so I feel like... To be playing this for the first time yeah. eight years after release, it doesn't feel like yeah. They, the, the way they ported it to PS3, uh, PS4, and PS5 is pretty impressive. Like they really cranked up a notch on each uh, each uh, platform. Nikki on Twitter says, "quote It's amazing!" exclamation mark exclamation mark Great open world that feels so damn alive. Loved the character switching, and that each all had their own stories besides the connected one. The fact that it lets you skip checkpoints if you fail often is the best, and more games should have that. Like you pointed out, Dan, that's a great feature, and you're not the only one to think so. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. Let's see. Pogo on Twitter says, I like the story overall, but sometimes uh, I think they try too hard to shock the player. My favorite thing was the amazing recreation of Los Santos, a mock Los Angeles. I, I could see that as a fair critique of, like, yeah. do they try too hard to shock the player? Um, of, <laughs> I mean, sometimes it gets pretty batshit. So, um, and I, I think if this is your vibe, like, uh, totally. Like, I'm sure there are people who uh. are, like, shocked but then love torturing someone i bet i bet some people are really about that and for me i just was like oh no um but again yeah. i don't think i'm your Grand probably typical general audience, always so. about that, just uh, going over the top and almost like cartoonish violence and cartoonish uh criminal activity so it, it can get a, it can get a bit much i agree and then um i think lastly callum on twitter says haven't played the story mode only online but i love how detailed and alive the game's open world is I agree. It's uh, it's it's breathtaking sometimes, like how much detail they can pack into these worlds, for sure. Yeah, that, that's good to hear that it feels that way online too. Oh, that's that's awesome. Cool. Well, that yeah. is uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. So um, yeah, if you have other thoughts on Grand Theft Auto Five, send them our way. Love to keep talking about this game, uh, for sure. Uh, Connor. Uh, again, thanks for coming on again. This was uh, a blast getting to talk another game with you. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, and uh, again, where can people find you uh, online and uh, your work, all of that? Uh, feel free to uh, plug away. Sure, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Connor Howard VO. That's Connor with E-R, not O-R. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you can also check out my website, ConnorHowardVO.com. You can listen to my demos. Uh, you know, just get to get to know me, reach out, and I actually have a new demo. Uh, it's kind of a sample of my my acting. Uh, it's uh, in my pinned tweet. It's also my uh, on my site as well. And uh, if you want to hear more uh, more of my work on the podcast end of things, uh, you can check out LorePartyDotcom. They're also on Twitter at Lore underscore Party. So check that out. We, uh, Lore Party's kind of on a between seasons break right now, but we are planning our next season. We're going to be coming back strong, so uh, stay tuned for some good stuff. Um, this last season, I put out some episodes I'm really happy with. Uh, we, we covered um, Elder Scrolls a little bit. I mean, I, I, just, I was psyched to finally talk Elder Scrolls. That's a, such a deep, wacky uh, set of lore <laughs> to, uh, to pull apart. So, yeah, check those out, and... Um, yeah, don't be a stranger. Uh, hit me up, and uh, we we'll talk. We'll talk games, <laughs> talk uh, voice acting, things like that. Uh, and yeah, this again. This was a lot of fun. It was great to be here on a uh, great story ever played again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, go check Connor's stuff out. Uh, podcast the episodes he's on are really enjoyable. They cover a lot of cool games uh, on there. Many of which we've covered too. So. Uh, you can go deeper or see new angles on stories that we've talked about. Really cool. Um, and yeah, if you'd like to get in contact with us, uh, our Twitter handle is at story ever pod. Uh, come chat on there. Our website's the greatest story ever played.com. That's got a backlog of all of our episodes and links to any podcast server you'd use to listen to stuff. Um, so go check those out. If that interests you, um, our website's patreon.com or our patreon is patreon.com slash the greatest story ever played there for as uh, little as a dollar per month you can get access to monthly bonus episodes we do for things that are usually video game related um, like talking about our favorite characters or favorite franchises 
or doing things that aren't video game related occasionally, like uh, talking about The Mandalorian Season 1 a few uh, months ago. We did that. That was cool. So that's all there if you're interested in that. Um, And uh, yeah, that's the episode, and we'll see you next time. Take care.